0: hey Blair hello Adam how are you uh,
1: doing pretty you, good just how, uh how you doing? just uh getting how you doing was that friends <laughs> yeah like, uh, my wife loves that show oh really uh, it, I was it was always entertaining like I was never like not a fan but just wasn't a huge friends junkie like some of those people out there
0: have you got comfortable saying wife now
1: I have, yeah. It took a while. definitely took a little bit to get used to it, so Did
0: you did you still call her girlfriend or fiance and was she mad at you or was it all good?
1: No, it's fine. Uh, I don't think she gets mad. But it was it was I think it took longer to get you from girlfriend to fiance than it did from fiance to wife, but we were also together for almost two years as girlfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend before but, you know, then I finally got used to saying fiance and I had to transition into wife, so Uh,
0: I have a question for you. What's that? As a registered dietitian, what have you eaten today?
1: Oh, does it have to be as a registered dietitian? Is that my identity?
0: Yeah, it is right Um, now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. This morning I had an omelet. So I made a veggie. And smoked salmon omelet with some cheddar cheese. It was like two eggs and a half a cup of egg whites, a little butter in the pan to make sure it didn't stick. And uh, what was it? Onions, peppers, mushrooms, avocado.
0: That sounds good, though. Some
1: some smoked salmon, yeah. And then a a nice nice glass of cold brew coffee. Can
0: you make me some and
1: send it me in the post? In the post, I don't know if it'll s- still be good. I don't have any dry ice or liquid nitrogen to pack it with. Make I'm sure it
0: disappointed. I expected better from you, Blair.
1: Yeah, sorry. Wait, <laughs> in the food or the ability to ship it to you? Both. <laughs> Both. The food was great. What are you talking about? I, it did come out a little ugly because it did, it broke when I was folding it. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. I usually do scrambles because they don't have to look pretty. I'm um, um, can going to be tough. Why are chefs
0: not registered dietitians
1: i actually was talking to someone about this the other day and they are among the closest as far as like food knowledge to registered dietitians even to most medical fields like i've had better conversations with chefs about certain aspects and science behind food more so than most doctors even like it was it's alarming you know really good chefs you know they don't know quite the nutrition side of it but they definitely understand the food science you know more than you would expect yeah for someone that doesn't have like a scientific background
0: well i guess their job's to pair it and that's like chemistry in itself
1: yeah molecular gastronomy i think they call it when you get into the you know compounds and auger auger and thickening agents yeah there's a lot of there is a, a definitely a science you know, I know they say cooking is an art and baking's a science, but there's there's a bit of science to cooking.
0: Or about fat burning.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, fat burning. Well what are we talking about fat burning foods or fat burning exercise today? Well, let's talk about all of it. Come on. <laughs> no, I think we gotta this gotta be two different episodes. I don't think we can do I don't think we can cover both in thirty minutes.
0: fair enough. I guess like um I want to talk about let's start with the term fat burning and we'll see where it goes and then we'll decide if we want to talk about exercise or training oh sorry or food okay
1: or food yeah i gotcha so you're getting right to the root of it with the first question is what is fat burning i'm actually gonna i think we should talk about the training side of things we'll talk about calories and and fat burning and losing fat and that kind of stuff on another episode but this is one of those tough conversations that I'm I'm actually going to play devil's advocate a bit with you, because I think I know where you stand on it. Bring it. But so fat burning is the body utilizing fat as a fuel source.
0: Okay. And what does that mean? Like, when you're using fat, what does that mean?
1: Typically, we have one of three choices for what's producing the energy in the body. For movement and life functions and that is either carbohydrates fat or protein
0: okay right
1: protein is rarely used but there are times where protein can become a fuel source which maybe there's a whole extra episode on that when, when protein becomes a fuel source
0: it's like a more like a last resort right
1: typically yes okay you know and so then your body will either use fat or carbohydrates for fuel. Why is that important? If you mind me asking, why is it important? So I guess it depends on purpose. You know, it's, it's important depending on the type of activity you do, what your goals are with body composition and things of that nature. You can, you know, try to micromanage it some. Mm. So I guess, you know, what is the purpose of this knowledge is a good question as far as, why is it important whether you're burning fat or burning carbohydrates?
0: I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to get straight to the bullshit here. I think it's overhyped, and I think um, too many people care about whether they're burning carbs or fats when it's completely irrelevant to their training. I think it applies more to your your high-level athletes where certain types of energy matter based on certain types of training.
1: Yes and no. Uh, I think I'm like 80% in agreement with that. It definitely matters more for high-level athletes
0: or the smaller percentage of people, shall I say.
1: Correct. You know, so I but I think there are like myself included, I would not call myself a high-level athlete, but I do exercise in certain distances and durations, especially when I'm biking that require carbohydrate supplementation and proper carbohydrate intake because I am going for an extended period of time, two plus hour bike rides where if I'm not properly fueled and don't have the fuel on hand with me, my body is burning carbohydrates almost exclusively. I'm going to run out of fuel and I'm going to hit the wall and not finish my bike ride. So there is an element of I'm not an elite athlete, but I would probably still fall into that smaller percentage of people where it does matter, you know, but I think, um, your casual gym goer, your, you know, typical weight loss client, it doesn't matter making sure you're eating this versus that type of fuel source prior to going to a 30 to 45 minute gym session. Like at no point are you ever, you don't even need to eat before that, to be honest with you. If, if eating makes you train better, great, but, there's a 0% chance that you're going to expend carbohydrate or fat storage in 30 to 45 minutes, no matter how hard you're going. It's just almost almost impossible to happen.
0: All right, so I'm going to bring up a question. These days, there's all sorts of tests out there where people are, which people are doing and paying for, which tells them whether they're using a carb, as a main source of fuel or a fat as a main source of fuel. And they're saying it's person dependent or which they would more likely use. Is it person dependent or is it um, like activity dependent? And also is that information even relevant?
1: So it's it's definitely more activity dependent than it is person dependent. And I guess you could extrapolate that to say – it depends on the person because people's activity and intensity levels are different, but I think ultimately it's going to fall under activity dependency. And I know what you're talking about, like the lumen breath type things. And it's, in my opinion, it's bullshit. You know, it's, it's not like it's going to determine what you should eat exclusively or it's going to drastically alter. I think the, the, Only time it's really going to make a major difference is if you do realize that you're expending a lot more carbohydrates than you thought during certain activities. You might be able to eat more carbohydrates around those activities. But it's not like knowing that your body's in more fat expenditure means you're going to burn more body fat and therefore you can get away with eating different foods. I think it's kind of fancy bullshit, expensive bullshit.
0: Well, the reason why I think it's for the small percentage of people is because your general public or just the general people who we would tend to work with day to day is more important just to get in the relevant amount of energy in a day in their calories, right? Not necessarily what type of energy they're consuming.
1: So are you talking about like from a body composition, weight loss goal? Yeah,
0: just just generic weight loss. That's completely irrelevant.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and I think here's the question that was on everyone's mind. Like, what's the best fat burning exercise? You hear that all the time. Like, oh, th- do this to burn fat. And
0: Have you seen the amount of videos I've called out recently yeah. where where <laughs> people have gone and do, do lists, low intensity, um, oh, sorry. Um, is it? Yeah. Lo- list low intensity, steady state cardio and so loads of people are like if you do lists, you're more likely to be in the fat burning zone or like if you do certain weight training exercises you're more likely to be in the fat burning zone and the fat burning zone for most people if they don't know is like your heart rate at 70 to 80 percent or like zone two as they like to call it in the cardio world and everyone thinks that that fat burning zone is where you're going to burn body fat Jump in, Blair. Whenever you want.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, it's funny. I, I we used to use a different uh, initialism for that type of cardio, and it's called LSD—long, slow, and distant. <laughs> I actually had different numbers for the fat burning zone, which was I think sixty-five to seventy-five percent, even lower heart rate.
0: Yeah, close enough.
1: But so, and and here's where it stems from. What's the best exercise for fat loss? Walking. Wait, no, sprinting. Or actually, it's lifting. You know, the correct answer, honestly, is the exercise you like to do. Because if you enjoy doing exercise, you're going to expend more calories doing it because it's not going to feel like torture. You're not going to feel bored by it. It's not going to feel forced. And so the calories being expended is secondary to the joy of the process, riding a bike, playing a sport. You know, none of the professional football players that I worked with did football or went to practice or lifted weights to burn calories and have abs those were secondary to the fact that they enjoyed playing football enough and were good enough at it to get paid to do it
0: well that's because naturally through enjoying something you expend more energy by doing more of it so basically you're saying people move more to lose more
1: Correct. You know, the, the best way to burn fat is to create a calorie deficit. Sorry, lose fat. Let's be more specific. Lose fat. And here's here's where the, the conversation really takes hold, I think. There is an element of truth to each one of those types of exercises burning fat. Uh, walking burns a higher percentage of fat because it's a low intensity so go back to the lumen breath you know it's what's called your respiratory quotient basically this is a ratio of oxygen to carbon dioxide and that tells us how much or which substrate you're using whether it's carbohydrates or fat how it works just really quickly you When you utilize carbohydrates, 100% of the carbon consumed by carbohydrates gets breathed out. So that respiratory quotient would be 1. And with fat, only about 70% of the carbon consumed gets breathed out because parts of the fat molecule remain in the body. Uh, It's called the glycerol backbone. But So basically only 70%, so that number would be 0.7. So when you breathe into this device, it can give you a ratio, and that tells you which substrate you're using. Without question, most people at rest are going to be between 0.7 and 0.8. As exercise starts to increase, they go to, you know, 0.85 to 0.9. And then when they get into higher intensity activity, it goes to 1.0 and sometimes 1.1, which is known as hyperventilation. They're breathing heavier than they're actually expending. Sounds like me. Yeah. (laughs) so, (laughs) essentially when you're at rest sitting on a couch you're going to expend the highest percentage of fat when you are walking at a slow or leisurely pace you're going to burn the highest percentage of fat your body is burning more fat from a percentage standpoint that is true it is it is a fat burning activity but when you do the numbers you you crunch the math you let's say you burn uh you know 100 calories in a mile walk which takes about for most people i'd say 18 to 20 minutes maybe a little longer um you burn 100 calories 100 percent of it is fat we'll just say divide that by nine you burned 11 grams of fat
0: but that's not true though is it like in terms of body fat
1: just just play with the numbers with me yes right, in that walk right. you burned 11 grams of fat that is true. oh my you know, god
0: i'm 11 pounds lighter 11 pounds or no, 11 grams grams Okay.
1: So, but, but here's the thing. Let's say I go for, you know, same amount of time investment. So I run for 20 minutes and that's, I don't know, three miles, maybe a little less, you know, but you can burn a hundred to 120 calories per mile. And, you know, depending on body size. So three miles times a hundred, 300. And you're, let's say you're burning 50% fat you are sorry divided by two you have burned 150 calories from fat you get what i'm saying so even though you're burning a lower percentage it running because of that respiratory quotient change you're actually burning more calories from fat it's a lower percentage but the calories expended in the 30 minutes or 20 minutes is more
0: well, isn't that just common sense? If you walk, you burn less calories than if you run because your heart rate's higher.
1: You would think it's common sense, but I don't think common sense is that common anymore.
0: But that's because people tell you when you're running, you're not burning fat, you're burning carbs.
1: That's true. It's it's That's certainly true. But And I think this is where, with all these little different fat-burning exercise tips, you have a bunch of people who don't understand the science promoting half-truths. Yes, walking burns a higher percentage of fat. That is true, period. If you walk, you're going to burn more fat from a percentage standpoint, not a total calories expended standpoint, than you are doing almost any other activity. Let's go to the other extreme, running sprints. You run some sprints, your body builds up what's called an oxygen deficit. This is basically a term for how much energy is owed after the... Exercise is completed, so you still are burning calories for, you know, typically with something steady state like running. It's about fifteen minutes post exercise. It's called your EPOC, excess post exercise oxygen consumption.
0: Yeah, I'm familiar with it.
1: Yep. So the um, the EPOC or the oxi- the energy deficit or debt after running, biking, steady state is going to be about a fifteen minute window. I've heard all these numbers that sprints it's anywhere up to eight hours,
0: twenty four hours sometimes. You
1: know, I don't know if that's true. I think in some extreme cases, it could be that high, but I think for for the most part, it's it's probably thirty minutes to an hour.
0: Well, that's why a lot of people started doing intervals, didn't they? Because they were like, and, and oh, and you burn, f- yeah, because you burn fat up to twenty four hours after training.
1: Just going back to the previous point about walking and fat being burned at rest, that's true always. You know, are you burning fat at an accelerated rate for 24 hours post-exercise? Who knows? You know, I I think it's happened in some extremes, maybe, but I think the average person running sprints for 10 minutes once a week is not seeing this magic fat burn that they're hoping for. Why? Because I don't think the excess... You know, post-exercise oxygen consumption remains elevated for 24 hours.
0: Well, I read a study saying that um, even if it did stay up for 24 hours, it's not as much as people think like it's raised, but by such marginal gains that you probably only burn a maximum of 30 extra calories a day.
1: It's a, what is that, a parabolic curve or an exponential curve where yeah. it, it exponentially lowers to where it's almost parallel, but slightly above baseline. You and know, so it's, then it's not, it's not like it's a upward graph to the, to the moon and it's just staying elevated for all this time. It's, I think it's for a short period of time, it's massively elevated. And for a longer period of time, it's marginally elevated.
0: Yeah. And so like, people are taking that research and going, oh, like intervals or hit makes you uh, burn fat for longer because they're not actually looking at the studies. They just heard someone say it and then they're running with it and now they're, they're spreading misinformation because it's elevated by such a marginal amount. Like, And that's great for research because that means something to them. But the general public are taking that as that means uh, a game changer for them. And it's not true.
1: Actually, this gives me a really good episode idea, and it's not going to be a debate or a bullshit episode, but maybe just an education on research. Um, But just briefly, we called those people abstract scientists, where they didn't read the whole study. They just read the abstract, not knowing how to interpret the data. You know, you really got to look at the subject size, how many people were in the study and all this other stuff. We can dive into it in another episode. But the abstract just jumps to the results the results is the part you want to see like did it cause X result and then the media gets a hold of it and it trickles all the way down to complete bullshit and misinterpretation of the data of oh yeah it caused elevated fat burn and they don't know how much or for how long or oh it's it showed statistically insignificant fat burn increases for 24 hours it's like okay so it it did raise it but not to a significant level you know so it's it's one of those people get a hold of part of the truth and then they promote it as the whole truth
0: i was just gonna say like how do we take all these people promoting getting in the fat burning zone and how relevant is it to people actually losing body fat because i think that's what needs to be clear
1: Right. So there's the bullshit part is it, it does burn more fat to walk on an incline at a low heart rate percentage wise. And, and there is like a sweet spot of, you know, intensity and heightened expenditure. You know, the 100% of fat burns at rest sitting on the couch and 80% of your energy burned is fat when walking on an incline. It is a higher percentage of fat burn, but maybe not as high of calories But is it burning body fat or is it reducing body fat? And to that, the answer is it depends. Are you creating a calorie deficit between your nutritional intake and your exercise output? If so, you're burning body fat, regardless of what substrate you use during exercise.
0: So that means the fat burning zone is completely irrelevant to them losing body fat. It's to do with the total calorie intake and the energy expenditure.
1: I wouldn't say it's completely irrelevant. I would say that it's if it's creating a calorie deficit and they enjoy doing that type of cardio, it's relevant. It's helping them lose body fat because it's cre- that is the source of their deficit.
0: But it's not solely the source of their deficit. It's because they're moving more than they're expending. It's not the fat-burning zone exclusively.
1: Correct. So my, the point I'm trying to make is I I see where you're going, but the point I'm trying to make is if walking in the fat burning zone makes you miserable and want to pull your hair out and feels like torture, then stop fucking doing it and do a different type of exercise to create a calorie deficit. If you enjoy it, it is creating a deficit. It is moving you in the right direction and it's helping you with your weight loss.
0: I get where you're going like basically if telling yourself being in the fat burning zone makes you move more than you were going to do otherwise then yeah go do it but like don't like think because you're in the fat burning zone you're gonna lose fat if you're overeating you know it's like it's the calorie deficit that's the main like thing that matters but obviously we're trying to encourage people to move more so they have a higher chance of being in a calorie deficit right
1: Correct. Cool. I'm you know, with it's, you. It, it, To me, it's about what you enjoy. Do you enjoy doing X exercise or Y exercise? And if the answer is no, don't do it. Find something else because you're not going to sustain it long term to create a consistent deficit. If yeah. you – do enjoy that exercise. I love biking. I love playing a sport. I love lifting weights. And those are going to help me create a more consistent calorie deficit because I'm not focused on the task at hand for the energy it expends. I'm focused on the task at hand because I enjoy it. I hate walking on a treadmill. I can do it for four to five minutes before I'm so bored. No TV show, no podcast, no audio book will ever get me to enjoy walking on a treadmill. (laughs) but I'll bike for two three hours you know I'll do a 50 mile ride no questions
0: yeah I've recently been playing paddle like it's like a version of tennis and that's the only form of like like high amount of steps and physical activity I'm doing to get my heart rate up and like the idea of walking on a treadmill is just so tedious I don't blame people for not wanting to do it but I found something that works for me and like because I enjoy it, I'm finding I'm making more time to do it, whereas you know, I'm playing a match at 8.30 at night till 10 o'clock because that's the only time I can get because it's so busy. But would I ever go to the gym and walk on the treadmill from 8.30 till 10 o'clock? Absolutely not. And so it's interesting what you would do when you tend to enjoy something and when you make time for it, you're more likely to do it and find time for
1: it. Do you know what the, re- the research says is the best... Combination for fat loss? Go on. First, foundationally, it's a good diet. You know, there's the old, you can't outrun a bad diet. So your diet has to be in a good place because, you know, if you're eating shit, eating whatever you want, eating too many calories, you're almost never going to exercise it off. But paired with resistance training. Yeah, of course. Building muscle has a compounding interest effect where lifting weights does not burn as many calories as doing cardio. That's pretty factual.
0: But lifting weights gives you more energy to be able to do more every day. The stronger you are, the less effort everything takes, the more fat you'll, or sorry, not that's the, that's the wrong word. The more energy you'll expend having more muscle mass. Um, you know, it has a, has an effect to give you more energy to be able to do more and so resistance training i think ultimately gives people that ability and capability to be able to do more
1: it's funny cuz i see where you're saying but actually it's the direct opposite it it doesn't it actually costs more energy to move muscles what do you mean muscles require a lot of energy to contract
0: yeah 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 that's what i mean
1: right but It's actually costing you more energy because you have more metabolically active tissue.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you're expending more.
1: But it's not giving you energy. I guess in a roundabout way it is because you have less dead weight from the fat. But
0: what I mean by that is strength. Strength means you require less effort to do something where if you were weaker, it required more effort.
1: There. I think that's strength, not energy.
0: Yes, my bad.
1: Strength yeah, requires
0: it. yeah, yeah. Strength is less effort. The less effort something is, guess what? You're probably not good you know, you're, yeah. you're gonna be I think there's also more. a
1: mental effect of people who like training for muscular strength and endurance. They enjoy challenging themselves more where they'll push themselves harder, playing sports, going for a walk, you know, doing random shit like that as opposed to just doing it to do it.
0: This has been a pretty good episode, you know. I've I've actually found this conversation quite useful and interesting. And I think we both kind of meant similar things, we just said them differently.
1: Yeah. Oh, I knew I was going to get under your skin a little bit with with agreeing that it is fat burning. It's not fat losing specifically, but there is a sliver of truth to the fat burning claims. No, it's I just agree. It's not the whole truth.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's that I know that it happens I think the mistake that people make is they think that fat burning is the same as losing body fat which is completely irrelevant which I know you're saying is not quite completely irrelevant but you know it's irrelevant in terms of a statement yeah it's it's the statement itself is not true but if it makes you move more then ultimately you have a higher chance of burning more yeah
1: Right. I think we're in the in agreement. Find the joy in the process. Exactly. Find, find a greater joy other than just the fact that it burns calories or claims to burn more fat or whatever it's doing.
0: And if you don't enjoy the gym, come and see me. That's why. <laughs>
1: wow. Shameless. Shameful plug. Um, no, but yeah, come check us out. We're on Instagram. I think I have a thing at the end of every episode, but it's at uh, a healthy debate on Instagram. Remember you can find to, me and
0: Blair from there.
1: Yeah, like and subscribe on the podcast, whatever give you us listen a- to, Spotify, Apple. Give us a five-star rating um, and engage with us online. Come ask us questions. Give us topics to talk about. Ask If us you'd so like if you to come and guest, talk
0: with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd love to have more people on, so that's the direction we're moving in.
1: All right. Till next Bye. time. Bye. Bye. A Healthy Debate runs purely on fat and is completely free of banned substances. This episode was edited by Blair Solberger, so if it sucks, blame him. The next episode will be out in a week wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at A Healthy Debate or on YouTube at youtube.com slash at A Healthy Debate.